Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hello, everyone. I am here today with Sheridan Mordew, owner of Hip and Humble, which is one of my very favorite girly shops to stop into. Oh, good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, let's just jump right into it. Tell me about um, deciding to open Hip and Humble. First of all, I want to know how the name, I think the name is so clever. And I want to know how, how you landed on this one. Oh my gosh, this is the question I am always asked. Is really? How, yes. Everybody loves we, it as much yes, as I do. They do. And I have been trying to dream up an amazing story to go with this amazing question. You could <laughs> but, do it right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, um, so Hip and Humble opened 23 years ago. And it was my sister and I that opened it. Okay. And we wanted to open a furniture shop and it was in a sugar house okay and um the name was really the last piece of the puzzle and we could not come up with a name we just could not land on anything and as i remember it we got in a car to kind of get away <laughs> from everything and we brought a huge stack of magazines with us and we would just take turns driving and the other person would just be flipping through magazines. Actually, I think this is a great story. Do you? Yes, <laughs> I love this. Oh, good. I didn't even know that it was with your sister originally. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's exciting. I, I'm a sister too. Oh, you are? Yes. Yeah, sisters are the best. They really are. Yeah. So this one sister, older or younger? She's older than me. Okay, and is she still involved in the business? She is not. Okay. Yeah. And so I kind of took you away from that's your okay. story. But you're flipping through magazines, switching off who's in the driver's yes. seat. Yes, and just trying to, you know, read through articles and just come up with words. And so we were just spilling words that we were reading. And it just kind of started to come together, this hip and humble. And um, it worked out really great because our concept was mixing new modern furniture with eclectic vintage pieces. And um, it just it it just came together. I look back on the name now, and it was a brilliant move. I mean, at the time we didn't know. You're like I am so smart. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Be, but what has happened is the store has really evolved over the years. Yeah. If you can't come into Hip and Humble now, I don't sell furniture. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I didn't even know. I'm like, wow, I missed that. Yeah, we do not even sell furniture. And that's all we started with was custom furniture, big armoires, beds, sofas, really? everything. And and now we're really known as the go-to gift shop in Salt yeah, Lake. Absolutely. 100%. Darling boutique. Yep. Darling boutique. You got to go. Definitely. <laughs> and so it's just, it's it was kind of brilliant that we came up with that name because it didn't pigeonhole us. We weren't, um, you know, Leather Sofas Incorporated, you know? <laughs> and so this business has been able to really have a life and a dream all of its own. So I've been really grateful for that moment, to be honest. Well, I have to tell you, I think it's a, it was a brilliant move um, because it also seems to represent and describe you very well. Oh, thank I've you. I've only met you a couple of times, yeah. but I will tell you every time Aaron and I reconvene after yeah. you've been amongst us, 
were like, her hair cute is so dark. Her haircut is so darling. And then and Aaron's like, the bangs. Should I do bangs? And then I'm like, her jewelry. Did you see her jewelry? And we're like, she's hip. And then you just sit here and smile and act like it's, you know, that it, it, it wasn't a life-changing experience for you. Yeah. How has it been, um, you know, building a small business? Because I, I realized um, that you have expanded beyond your little house that yeah. I love to frequent. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely in a growth mode right now, and um, I'm just, honestly, like, I have to pinch myself sometimes because my vision of my life as, like, a teenager or even in college was honestly being a small business owner. Really? I like, yes. I like knowing um, You know, I come from, I, I'm a legacy of entrepreneurs. And so it was, it wasn't even that, I don't even think I had a choice what I was going to do. <laughs> You're like, this is what I know. This is what yeah, I'll do. Exactly. Yeah. And so my vision was a small business owner, um, you know, small family living in a small home <laughs> with my beat up, you know, station small, wagon. Small, yeah, small. that's just, I don't, and it was very quaint and a beautiful life. And as I have grown my business, I, I literally pinch myself because I have been given so many opportunities and I am just, I'm so excited for where I'm at in my career. Yeah. I'm excited about my business. I love it. Um, I love the people that work for me. I love all the people that I work with. Yeah. And um, so I'm just really I'm just really grateful is kind of what it comes down to. Tell me about one of those, you know, change making opportunities that you said yes to. And oh, why was it so impactful? Man, you know, I don't know if I've ever had some big moment in my life, but I will say that I'm very open to change and I'm very open to ideas. Um, and how I make decisions is through my heart and through my gut. Gotcha. I, I, I rarely will study the pros and cons. <laughs> I'll rarely look at the numbers, you know. I mean, I do a little bit, but honestly, it's how does this make me feel? Yeah. What does this feel inside? Does it feel good or does it feel heavy? Um, you know, recently, um, so this was probably four or five years ago, okay. um, the plans for the Salt Lake International Airport came out. Yeah. And I had a lot of people knocking on my door to get me to go into the airport. And I had no idea what this business was. I, I, <laughs> I you know, like the airport, You're you like, know? It's a boutique. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and there's all of these people, like the city was coming to me saying, hey, we really want you to submit um, for this RFP. And then I had a big, re you know, airport retailers coming to me and asking the same thing. And there was um, one particular group that kind of just got underneath my skin a little yeah. bit. And yeah. I just was like, you know, I, ca I remember coming home one day from meeting with them and it was really early on. And I came home to my husband and I had like their business card yeah. with me and I just set it on the counter and I'm like, I have no idea what this airport thing is that all these people are talking to me about, but I'm just going to go with it. And when it says no, I'm going to get out. And he said, great. Good plan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I just kept walking down the path and um, there was never anything that said, no, don't do this. Not a good idea. Yeah. And I just always went into every meeting, um, you know, 
just myself and no expectations. Um, I went in probably really naive in the sense that I wasn't trying to show myself off. I was like kind of dumb, really. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, it ended up with this great contract at the Salt Lake City Airport. And then after the, you know, we submitted our proposal, they came back to us and said, or came back to me and said, um, do you think the airport could support two stores? And I was like, yes, we can. <laughs> I don't know what to know right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we went for it, and it has been um, a great opportunity for me. It's been a great opportunity for my brand, for me personally, for my career. And I think that's how I have managed a lot of decisions or big, impactful moments in my career right. is just walking down the path more than saying, is this good or bad or looking for even an opportunity, but just being open to a path. Right. I guess that's what the answer is, open to a path. I like that, I like that. And, and honestly, what that is the spirit of a true entrepreneur, yeah, right? I guess, being, I don't know. open and willing, <laughs> I don't know either, but that's what I hear. <laughs> and I, I think it's so interesting because I just got done having a conversation with someone who said, that sometimes the most impactful thing you can do is just say yes. Yeah. And and really not create those roadblocks for yourself. Absolutely. Before they're even there. Right. I think that is so true. I think it's easy for us. Um, and, you know, I, I think for myself, it's easy for me to say, oh, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not smart enough. And especially, I think for me, A, being female, B, being a small business owner, I underestimate my contribution to oh, yes. a, a, a greater good, my contribution to our community. I underestimate myself all the time. And so my roadblock that I usually put up is, I'm not good enough. Yes. And, and so changing those words to just being open, I do not have the ability to say, I am good enough. <laughs> I, I don't have that. But I self-awareness, though. But really. just being open, um, I think, is is a big one for people. If you sure. if you can't if you don't have that, you know, huge confidence to really say, "Oh, I can do this," but just to be open, I think, is a really it can be life changing. Right, just those small things. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that you say. I have underestimated the contribution that you can mm -hmm. offer. It's one thing that I've personally been challenged with myself, yeah. actually, is thinking that it'd probably be easier for everyone else if I agreed and maybe stayed a little quiet and Absolutely. just was um, a listener. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've gone through a few life-changing moments in the past couple of years. And one thing that I have committed to, and it's one of those small things that I'm seeing make a huge difference, is that I commit not to a list of 10 things that I need to do that day, but my only goal is really to add value wherever I show up. Absolutely. And that oftentimes means um, offering input, Mm -hmm. giving feedback, even if it would be easier to say, you know what, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Do more of that. <laughs> Do more of that. Yeah, so I love, I love that you have that awareness. The other thing I want to ask you a little bit more about, because I think they go so well hand in hand, um, we often can combat not feeling good enough 
by turning to gratitude and having oh, that yeah. be the, the sort of the antidote to I am good enough and I'm grateful for all of these things mm -hmm. that I can, you know, that I can you see. You follow Brene I, Brown, it sounds yeah, I like. Do. I do. <laughs> it's why I, it's why I love this podcast. I might be Brene Brown someday. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Vulnerability, shame, yeah. courage. I know it. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting though. The reason why Brene Brown is so popular is because these things resonate and they particularly, particularly resonate with women. We, yes. we carry these burdens of shame, not feeling worthy. We carry these burdens. I think it's a very common feeling for women. Yes. And, and that's why she has struck a chord is we're now talking about what this is. Yes. But you look at like how our society has been kind of created. Of course we feel this way. Right. Of course we feel this way. Of right. course we feel like we're not good enough. And it's not my but, fault that yes, I feel this way. It's totally it's legitimate. It's a legitimate. Yeah, it's and legitimate. I love I love that we're talking about it. And I want to know what are you most grateful for when you wake in the up in the morning and maybe those top 5 things that oh my hit gosh. your list every time I I say my three sugar beans, those are my kids. Um I'm always grateful for my job. Mm -hmm. And that that encompasses a lot, right? Yeah. My ability to do it, mm -hmm. um, the value that I can add, the fact that other people see and hear me. Right, absolutely. And that I feel valued. Yeah. So do some of those things ring true for you? Um, yes, absolutely. I think that it is hard to be, I think it's hard to be successful um, or have meaning or purpose if you don't find some gratefulness within your own home. Yeah. That's Whatever really that point. is. You know, I mean, honestly, during COVID, I was most grateful for my dog. <laughs> and and because she brought me joy. Yeah. In a time when my kids, my husband, myself, we were sad, you know, we were depressed, we yeah. were locked in our home. I had this little dog that I could take out on walks and she was so joyful, you know, and I was just so grateful. And you got to watch that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that is something that is in my home that I, I think finding that gratitude within our house um, that's, allows that's such a, us. I like, I like that. Yeah. Because that means you can go back and access that. Absolutely. When you need to. Absolutely. It gives you so much stability, so much support. I know that my family loves me. I know my kids love me. Yeah. I love them. I adore them. My husband, he has my back. And so what I'm doing during the day without them, um, I know they're going to love me regardless of what happens, which which empowers me. Right. It makes life not quite so scary, right? Absolutely. When you, know you have those people to go Absolutely. back to every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a big deal. So being grateful for what's in your home, I think, is is a huge deal as far as success. Yeah. What are some other things that um, you look back on and realize that they brought you the success that, that you are hanging on to right now and creating? And oh, growing? you know, one thing I, over the years, and I sometimes I tear up over this, I am so grateful for my clients. Mm. Um, they have changed my business more than anyone else um, because I listen to them. I mean, you know, they're telling me with their dollars, like what they want, what they need. Right. And um, so I'm really grateful for them 
to be supportive of me, to be with me through all of the changes, all of whatever we're doing. So um, I'm really grateful for my clients, for sure. I love that. Yeah, and um, I'm really grateful for our community. You know, they, again, just super supportive. I, you know, I think it goes both ways. I think I have to give to my community, too. Yeah. Um, but. And that was so apparent with the airport thing. Absolutely. To have people calling you out and saying, we, we need you. We want you. It was. We want two of you. Yeah. It was. It, I was flabbergasted by that, honestly. Um, it, it was. Um, I was just overwhelmed. I was very humbled by that, actually, that yeah. um, people thought so highly of my business or my concept and me to be able to do it. There's a, you know, you definitely have to have some acumen, some business acumen to, sure. to do that kind of work. And um, I was, you know, just, I was humbled that they thought I could do it, you know? Yeah. So maybe another example of how you realized you had underestimated oh absolutely you and your reach and your impact on others for sure yeah. for sure underestimated and i also underestimated my abilities i mean just my abilities as the owner ceo of my company like completely underestimated <laughs> my knowledge right just go home and be like i'm just mom yeah. i'm just sheridan oh totally I mean, I'm, I'm no huge rock star i'll let you in on oh, the yeah. secret totally it's just me here it is that's exactly i'm sweeping the floor you know right i'm just Cleaning doing your own yeah. bathroom, making your own bed yeah it's just me so oh i love that what is um what is it that you want people to say about you how do you think they'll describe you if you're not in the room oh my gosh um that is a really hard question i i really don't have a great gauge on um how people think of me or how they mm -hmm. feel about me but i would hope that um i could be inspiring to people mm -hmm. um i hope that women could look at me and say, oh, wow, you know, I love to hear her talk. I love to hear what she has to say. She's, you know, she's inspiring. She's, yeah, yeah, she's inspiring to me. Um, I would love that. I'm, I'll never be funny. I'm not a funny person. Are you kidding? <laughs> I have laughed here with you in this, like, 15 minutes. You're funny. You well, have underestimated your humor. Maybe so. Um, I don't know. I, I think inspiring is maybe my biggest one. I, you know, probably another thing that I've never thought of myself as, and this is actually a new thing I just learned recently. Yeah. And I'm sure that people will be like, what are you even talking about? But it's true because <laughs> we, we don't see ourselves. But um, I am a creator and I'm creative. And I've never really thought of myself really? as that. Yes. And that is shocking to me I because know. I, that probably would have made my top five if I were to describe oh, you. Oh, totally. And I think I think you're exactly. I think people would all say that. Like it'd be in their top three, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for me, I've never really thought of myself as that, and I think it's because that part of me is my natural. Uh, it's, that, just it's just It's just me, and so I never look at that and say, "Oh, I'm so creative." You know, <laughs> it's just it's just what I do. It's you know. Just, and then all those people like me who aren't creative were like. <laughs> she doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no idea. So this is this is a new one for me. So I mean, you know, I I'm really proud of being creative now. And so you if the, if people say, "Oh, she's inspiring and she's creative," I'd be like, "Oh, that's good enough." 